Okay, in today's uh, today's we learn the Gemara begins. I keep on thinking it's the same Mishnah because I give a Mishnah share. So I apologize if you keep on thinking the same Mishnah instead of Gemara. Let's let's begin. Um, here we go. Let's change that to that. And I can see. And we can go. So Amar Abun, Ktiv Lamantis Kor Miotzeit Chameretz Betzrayim Koyamechayecha. Meaning, so what are we trying to learn here? Where we were up to yesterday? We're trying to understand why the Mishum Metomutal Lepanam, someone who has unfortunately has someone to bury a close relative. And the question is, why is he Patrukum Kriachma? And Rabun brings a puzzle for this. It's Lamantis Kor Yomzeit Chameretz Betzrayim Kol Yamechayecha. What's that mean? Yamim Shatal Sek Bahem Bechayim. So is when you're dealing with life and not when you're dealing with death. Um, it's actually interesting that the Haredim actually questions, what's the need? Why do we need him at a Pasuk for this? Didn't we already learn at Osek B'mitzvah? Part of the mitzvah. And the answer he gives is very much like we learned by the Chatham as well. Since a lot of this is about a tirida, like a, a preoccupation of mind, you might not be hands-on at that very moment in the mitzvah. You're not actually physically mitzvah. That's why you need this pasuk here, much like we learned with a chatan. Then an extra, uh, if you like, an extra miut for this uh, this, uh, this this situation. Let's continue. Tani imrotzelach miratzmo ein shomimlot. Someone wants to be machmir. He wants to read kriyat shema, and we say ein shomimlot. It's us for him to do so. Lama why mipnei kvodoshel met or mishum she'ein lo mishi yisa mesa'or? The question here, what's, is, what's the reason why we're preventing from doing so? Is it an in of kavod met? Or is it an inyan of that there's, there's a need? Meaning this child, this, or this person needs to be um, buried and there's no one to bury them. So what are you doing something else? So my nathkimenehun, what is a nathkimenehun between these two different sparrows? It says, hayal lo mishi yisa mesa'or. What if there is someone already to take care of the needs of the met? Prior to the burial, this is. If there's someone to take care of the needs, if the only reason is that you should be, you should be taking care of the needs of the met, that someone else has taken care of it, you can say Kriyachma. If it's Mishum Kvadoshel Met, then it doesn't matter because it's against the Kavod Met to be engaging in Kriyachma prior to the burial. So in time and being quarter shall met us or being to give him Tom and they shame or Mishi Masa or I raise Yashlo, you got someone. Misha Misha is like I already explained. So we try to bring a proof from the fact that it says this Onan is Patur from Mitilat Lula. The Havamina is we're talking about Onyontav. And therefore, Onyontav, you're not engaged in burial. It's not a preoccupation. So it must be Mishum Kodoshal Met. So we say, no, Tiftar Bachol, maybe that's referring to use Patur from Lula during the weekday. Because Lulav is taken during the weekday and also during uh, on, on, on Yontav as well. Now, how does that work? You can't say that's during Chol. Tiyat Shofar is only on Rosh Hashanah. So, that doesn't work. So, again, it must be that the reason why he's Patur is from Mitzvot, meaning from Tiyat Shofar, is because Mishum Mishum Kodoshel Met. So, he says, no. Even on Yontav, there's a preoccupation. Since there is a preoccupation in his mind already to bring a coffin and tachrich in the death shroud, how why is this a proof that that even applies on Yontav? Like we learned in the Mishnah, one is allowed to 
go walk to the edge of the tchum as far as he can go and wait there till Yontov Shabbos is out for only two reasons. Normally, you're not allowed to do that. Anything you're not allowed to do on Shabbos and Yontov, you're not allowed to wait at the edge of the tchum to do. The two exceptions are, it says, in order to, for wedding arrangements, for example, to bring, the, the Rosh Cerulio says, to bring Chalilin and Kleshir to ensure that the band gets there on time, or to bring the instruments. Val Hamed as well. What is We also have here in front of us Chalilin and not even those two, even those, even though those two words are actually in the Mishnah. Chalilin and as well is Chalilin and flutes. They used to have part of the Hesped and Makonon with people engaged in Hesped as well. So, so therefore, it's Kemishu Nose Masao, meaning the tour here is because even on Yonta, there's a preoccupation. He has to go to the edge of the, he's allowed to go and effectively do certain things, let's say Therefore, it's as if he's still Osek, as if he's carrying, like he's got the burden of the net on his shoulders, if you like, to, um, to, to be engaged in burial. That's why. It's, it's like that's why his patra. I think, I think one opinion was if he didn't have a chauffeur in the morning until the afternoon, but now he has to go to the, he has to go towards afternoon to go to the tchum. That's why he'd be patra from tikiat chauffeur because he's again even even if you say the reason he's not bishum kavod amet, but it's only because he's preoccupied. Then here we have a preoccupation even or not. Good. Let's continue. Ma'ema taikov bina tamitot. Now, one of the minhagim which we which at the time of the mission we don't have nowadays, is what's called turning over the bed. During the Avela, they did they literally turn it upside down. What we're going to address here in this first, uh, in the, towards the second, second Amud, is why, why was that a minhag bichla? But the, the first question is, when do we start turning over the beds? The, the basis, the, what's behind this question is, when does minhag Avela begin? So we say, um, it says, Once the Met is taken out of the Chatzar on its way to burial already, that's, that, that's, that's when you've got to turn over the beds. That's Divrei Rebeliezer. That's when the Golel is covered over. What's the Golel? Now, if you learn to Mishnah's Ohalot, Kati's got actually a very good introduction to that Mishnah. It's Mishnah, sorry, Perik Bet Mishnah Dalet. That talks about the Golel and the Dofek. It's for Inyanim of Tumat Ohel. The Golel, according to Rashi, he explains, is simply the board on top of the Aron. Whereas Rilinotam says, no, it's not that. It's talking about the actual stone, like the Metzeva is placed over the top. It's actually interesting. He also, he also incites in Encyclopedia Talmudit. He actually brings a member of opinion. That's our opinion is actually in front of the place where they used to bury the people inside the, um, like, not the tomb or the, the Ma'ara. They used to have a big, big wheel, the Golel, that they roll across the front of it. I think in... And by Fulbright Midras, near here, you can actually see it. I think um, there's, there's, there's literally there's a crypt, if you like, and there's a, and there's a big stone still, a rolling stone the, by the, that's sort of rolled open by the door. In any event, the point is, once effectively the Kvura is finished, let's just call it that. Okay. That's just, sorry, a little bit of a tangent. Um, so Rabbi Gamil says, Kiban Shiatsami, and Rabbi Shur says, he says, Mikishimistam Hagolel. He, that, that's what Rabbi Shur's opinion is. Now, once when Rabbi Gamliel passed, passed away, as soon as they brought him out from the Petach, Amr Eliezer, Eliezer says, said to his students, go turn over the beds. Then Amr Rabbi Shur came and says, gentlemen, now, now it's time to turn over the beds. 
Amru law says no. Far kifinum al piyazaken. We've already turned over the beds. Um, now, it was telling them to turn over the beds because it was their rub, right? And they were not like a talmud to his rub was no keg, it would say some minhag label. Okay, so that's why the thing that's what said the talmud already now turn over and Rabbi Shua said later on the shikat. Okay, let's continue. Meaning, on Erev Shabbat said, Put it back in its normal place because we're not no hanging hagal We'll see to what extent um, today, anyway, on Shabbat and on Motzei Shabbat he would uh, put it back in place. Sorry, meaning turn it over again. Tani Dargash. Now Dargash seemed to be a type of bed. I'm sure you've learned. Remember this from Lord Katan in Dafyomi. It seemed to be like it wasn't really a bed for sleeping on. It seemed to be somewhat like a display bed or a bed to place place kelim on. It says Dargash miskeped be'inu mikvefet. The dargash is simply miskepet be'eno mikpepet. What does miskepet mean? The Rukhaim says dargash mita she'eno solishka. It's not for lying. Hilkach eno trichakviya. It doesn't mean it turned over at all. She'eno hofchol mamashal panad. You don't need to turn it upside down. El miskepet, you make it upright, like zakuf. Make it upright on its side in order shaloishka mechpem so people won't use it. So you need to do a full turnover. Just tip it on its like place on its side. All you have to do is remove the mafarshim here, explain as well. You simply remove the straps. It seemed to be it had a leather covering. Once you remove the straps that held it in place, it will just simply fall in. And that's sufficient. I think Rashi says the reason why they didn't want to turn on its side is because it had a leather covering. The concern was that it would uh, get spoiled on the ground. And since it's not a bed anyway, simply moving the scraps, letting the leather fall inwards to the bottom, that would be sufficient. Okay. Now I'm half bet, I'm bet. Rabbi Yossi B'Shem Yibushu Ben Levi Halach, Rabbi Shimon Ben Alazar, that all you have to do is, as we said, show me, so you have to simply remove the straps and that's sufficient. Rabbi Yaakov Ba'ach B'Shem Ben Yossi, Mita Shenaklitea Olimbio Gimbo. Now here, Naklitin, if you remember as well from Mishnayas, Naklitin, on a bed itself, they had these bed posts, um, not on all four posts, but one on each end. There was a bar of the clothes at the top, and you could put a killer on it, like a almost like a tent, like a netting, like a mosquito net. Like I think they even nowadays have the idea, but some sort of netting over the top. So a bed like that that has these posts, you can't turn it upside down. You try and turn it upside down, it's going to tip over. So what do you do? So here it's interesting. We've got says shomtan vidayo. Now shomtan vidayo means that last one sounds like the um, like the darash. You simply remove something. Now it seems to be here that all you have to do is remove. The way Rechaim explains it, I think he says here. Um, where is it? My uh, time. All you have to do is simply remove those posts and um, and the top part. Actually, not Rechaim, but simply remove the structure that held up the uh, the netting, and that would be sufficient. In other words, it sounds like you don't need to turn it fully over. You just have to do some sort of shinui. That's what it appears like. Now, I'm going to bring the shinui girsa of the gra, and I want you to remember these two opinions. Now, he says, not shomton vedayo, simply mate. All you have to do is tip it on its side. Okay? So what we see here is, is it tipping on its side, or is it simply sort of making some sort of shinui to the bed? Now, have that in the back of your mind, because I think what's behind these two different ways of reading the Gemara is what we're going to see the two different reasons why you might have to 
um, it had this concept of uh, the, the reason behind we do fiat meter. Okay, let's continue. Azo meter, what's considered a bed? Azo dargash, I can identify this dargash. So Amre, the Urmia, Kosh, Misargan, Bupas, and Wita, anything with the Sarubian, this is the straps on which they place on the bed frame, in which, on, uh, and, with, and then what happens is you press the mattress on it. If those straps are going on the actual, around the frame itself, so covering it, that's a meter, that's a bed. Basically, Dargash, what's this other one? That, so again, Amre, Urmia, Kosh, Misargan, Bupas, and Wita, Bakosh, Misargan, Bupa, meaning since you loops inside the frame itself, that's a darkish. But one second, we said hamita va arisa. This is laws of tumat keli. That amita, a bed, and an arisa is like a cot. When is it considered a kli? Meaning, when is it considered completed, such that it is now susceptible to tumah? Meaning, when you're constructing a kli and it's in the process of being made, it's not yet susceptible to tumah. Only once it's finished is it then susceptible to tumah. So he says, Amita Arisa, when is it considered complete? Once you go along the bed frame and smooth it out with this skin of fish skin, in other words, give it a smooth, nice finish, then it's considered complete. So the Gemara doesn't understand. If you're putting the bed straps around the edge of the bed frame, why are you giving it a nice finish? The nice finish is going to be observed. The nice finish doesn't seem to be able to have any purpose because you're covering it anyway with the bed straps. So in other words, again, we tried to make the distinction between a bed and a, a meter and a daragash. The meter, we said the straps go around it as opposed to in the inside of it. And now, we, but the Mishnah seemed to imply that, that, that there's a bed here that, uh, that the bed frame is exposed. So Amr Abdullah Tifta Ilin Arsatad Kisraita, Didlein Nukbin, says, no, there is another type of bed from Kesaria. Um, that actually that type of bed, the, the loops, if you like, the, the straps go within within the frame itself, sounds like much like a daragash. So that Mishnah must be talking about those types of bed. Interesting, this side we have like a Caesar stone that had like, you know, a Caesar beds. Okay, so that was the, uh, that, that's a Kesa, it's Arsa de Kisraita. Okay. Now Mishnah, sorry, Gemara continues. How do we know the, from where does this Minah come from turning over a bed? So of Christopher the Shem Rabbi Yochanan, he says this place on a puzzle. He says, This is talking about Eeyore, when they came to try and comfort him. It said they sat with him, which means towards the ground. It doesn't say al in Kedir. If they wanted to say they sat on the ground, it would have said al So al in Kedir doesn't say towards the ground. What does that mean? That's the Varju Samukla Aretz. It must mean they weren't sitting on the floor itself. They were simply sitting on something that was closer to the ground. Now, how do you have something that's closer to the ground than normal seating or, or normal beds? Benches, we say, from here we find a proof that they were sleeping on beds that were, if you like, or they sat on beds that were turned over. Or they said sleeping on beds or turned over because that were, they were closer to the ground. They were La Aretz towards the ground. Okay. So um, Barka Parama, no, Barkafra says, Amar, he says, Ikonin hayali I had one beautiful cleat, referring to, because Adam was created at Selim, so this surah, this form, I had a beautiful surah in your, in, in your, that was in your house. The Garamtani, you caused me, interesting to hear, Dharma Fulda understands, meaning your sins caused me, if you like, the Kopapa, 
to turn him over, meaning to lay him flat, meaning to be buried. So to you, meaning this is, this is almost like a Kodesh Baruch saying, since you've caused me to bring about a good, a good clear mind and turn it over, so too you should do the same thing. And some people say slightly differently, he says, meaning since the, since the clear has been turned over, meaning the individual, and where it says kapa hasarusu, sirusu we know in, in, in Mishnah again it refers to some sort of agent, a mediary in business tr- transaction. But here, what it means a sarusu here is the bed itself, if you like, was the agent involved in bringing about this person coming to the world through the relations of the parents. So too, since that it's been turned over, therefore the sarusu, the bed that brought it, if you like aided in bringing this person to the world, should also be turned over. Okay. Now, Rabbi Yonah, Rabbi Yossi, Tarveihim B'Shem Rabbi Shimon Ben Lakish, Chadamar Mitneishu, Ma'hu Yashan Ben Mitakuya. Why does he sleep on the turned over bed? One understanding is, Shia Ne'ur Balayla, Miniskar Shu Adel. One understanding is that if he wakes up during the night, he will still not forget his Avedot. He realizes something's different. Ah, I'm, that's because I'm an Adel. Okay. Another understanding is because he's sleeping on a mitakuya, um, because he's meant to sleep on an overturned bed, it will be uncomfortable for him and he'll awake all night and not forget his availability. So it's very interesting. There's two different shita here. One, the first understanding is that if he wakes up during night, it's some sort of shinoi. If it, this brings up the last one I was saying before, some sort of change he remembers in Abel. Another understanding is to make it uncomfortable for him so that he's consciously aware of his available or not with difficulty sleeping. So I think I'm suggesting here that maybe that was behind the two different with a knuckly tin of sorry, the bed that had the bedposts. According to one understanding, you just make a shinoi, if you remember. That's why we read it through with uh, through Abhaim. That So therefore, that seems to follow the first way of understanding. He sleeps on a bed with some sort of shinoi that if he wakes up in the middle of the night, he's conscious of the fact he's another. But we said with this bed that had the bedpost, according to the gears of the ground, no, you have to turn the thing on its side. Meaning Yeshiva is not enough. I mean, it has to be uncomfortable for him. Ah, so that seems like the second understanding that we want to make it uncomfortable for the other during the night so he's con- continuously aware that he's an, he's an other. Okay, I just thought that maybe that maybe these two different styles, like the two different ways of understanding it might be behind the, shino, the two different gears of the ground. Okay, that's just a bit of a moment of creativity. Let's continue. Avel calls manchinetu mutala for nab okel. That's all chavera. Sorry, that when an avel and when the met had hadn't buried the met yet, it's in front literally, he's in front of the met. He's not allowed to eat in front of the met. Why? Because it seems to be like the issue of loyd larash. You're like mocking him, the the, the met that you're still alive, can do things you're part in mitzvahs and you can't. Let's continue. Im ein lo chaver if he has no one to eat by. And what you do, Ochel the Baita Cher should find another place to eat. The in law Baita, in law Baita Cher, there's no other place to eat. For Sem Mechitza, you should make a Mechitza, a partition, a wall between them. For Ochel. The in Enu Acholas or Mechitza, if he can't even do that, for Fechet Panab Lakotla, he turns his face to the wall of Ochel. However, Velom Mesa, he shouldn't recline. We shouldn't quote Ochel Met. Velom Ochel, Kotzochel, he shouldn't eat a full, full meal. So it's just whatever is necessary for him. This is prior to burial. Similarly, 
He can't be part, part of a zimun because he's not allowed to bench. And if he benches, he's part of benching. If he benches, it will be a bracha levatala. You cannot respond after he benches. And if he hears other people benching, he's even patur from saying amen to them. That's a case of an honor. Okay. Um, where did I see this? Yes, which is interesting here is that it seems to be mashma, the, the, the Haredin brings a machlok, um, actually, Rashi and Ri, whether whether, um, whether, even though it's patur can if he wants to. I mean, Rashi seems to say inut sarich, whereas the Ri seems to say that he's actually asur to do so. It sounds like the way I've just read the Gemara, that if he benches the bracha levatala and you can answer, it seems like he's not allowed to do so. But anyway, that's, again, another side point. Okay. Haradatima, that which we just taught, that is only b'chol during the weekday. About the Shabbat, we don't have those minhagah available Meaning, Mesa Vokhel, he can sit, eat Vokhel, Basa Vashachayan, he can eat and drink. Vokhel Tsorho eats as much as he needs, but should that call Tsorho? He can drink as much as he likes. Umaz Minimala, they can be part of Mazimun, Ubirech, Ibirech, Onimakaraba, Main. If he benches, he can answer after him, Main, because he's allowed to bench. Bacharim Shibuhu, Onimakarema, Main, he responds, Amen himself. In other words, these type of practices, these types of Minagavelo, do not apply on Shabbat. Amrab Shima Magamli, Rav Shima Magamli says, well, it'll be a tarty law, and since you've already permitted, or tartem, or tarty law, et kol elu, since you're maturing this, chayvu b'shar kol mitzvah shel Torah. Then, if you're already maturing this, benching all these other things, you should mature it every, everything as well. All other mitzvah. Now, this is, the, the, the point here is, from the, um, the, 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 the Rukhaim says, kolomar, af betalmud Torah as well. In other words, if you're allowing him to bench, then you're allowed to learn Torah with all these other things. What's behind the machloket? Meaning the Chachamim say on Shabbat, what Abedot do not do? Only those things that are only things of the public. But things of Betzim you still do. And it seems that Rabban Shimon Gamliel says no. It, that on Shabbat, it seems to be all mutar, like there's even min hakeyavel or betzina, and not no hegon Shabbat. So that's what seems to be behind the machlokit. Okay, as it says, as it said, uh, I'll just finish off Rabbi Rama Shimagamna. I, I stopped too early. I'll read it again. It'll be a tartila law at kol elu chayavu b'shakol mitzvah shel Torah. In chayeshahi tartila, you're letting eat meat and wine. Chayavolam lo kol shaken. How much more so can you learn Torah and Rabbi Yehuda ben Pazi b'shem Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Halacha ke Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. Halacha zak Rabbi Shimon Gamal. So nimtzal the rabbin. This is interesting. If the this is talking about onion. If it's been handed over to the rabbin, the mat. We'll explain what this means in a minute. Then ochel basav shetayin. He can read, make, and drink. Nimtzal the katapim. He's handed over to people to carry the mat. Keshemish nimtzal the rabbin. If he's handed the rabbin, what's he talking about? I read you inside now. The rush through. He says nimtzal the rabbin. What's his rabbin? This is There were groups of people that were nominated or given the task of burial. Once he's finished doing all the needs to take the med out, they'll give it to the chaburot. To take the met to beta kabura lekovro. The kaimin the masrul him once it was handed over at the, at the last final stage of the burial. 
the Krovim wouldn't actually go along to the Kever. So therefore, already at that moment, the Avelot begins. It's interesting here, it sounds like they didn't actually go, the relatives didn't go to the Kever. And it says here, he brings a proof from what Gavran Kotan. So what's the case of Nimsar Liktapim? I'm jumping to the next verse really. It says, It seems that the Katapim, these people that carry the thing, is a stage even prior to that. He says, it must be referring to someone who didn't learn any Torahs, like didn't do anything. He's a boor. But in Choshim, and there's no Chashash of Kabod, not even in taking to the Hevra, to for burial. Almost true, they just simply give it to the Katapim, give it to the transport crew to take it. So in other words, what, as soon as it's handed over with the availing don't continue, either early stage katapim if the guy was a boar, or if it was a later stage with the finally handed over the chevrot to the burial, at that point, if you like, he's no longer an owner, and the availing begins to read it, um, he can read basa and yai. Okay. Kadamach rebiasa kabil rebiyacha barva aviluye. Now, this is an interesting way because the Mepharshim explained what, what does it mean. In other words, when kadamach rebiasa, when Nasi passed away, it says kabil rebiyacha barva aviluye. Now, it's interesting, Pnei Moshe says that he was Makabal Avelo because it was his rape. However, Reb Chaim, I think, it, uh, uh, anyway, Reb Chaim, I can't remember who else, but another explain. No, what it means is, Kabil Rebchi Barva Aviluye means when he provided the Avelo in the Suudat Havra'ah, right? When he gave them the food that he gave to the Avelo the, after, the, after the burial. What did he do? The Aichlun Basar Vishkitun Hamar. He gave them both Basar and Yai. Okay, so that's again, you give Basar and Yai straight after the Iber. Kadamach Rebchia Bar Abba Kabel Reb Shimuel Bar Yitzhak Abiluyai. So once again, if you explain like Reb Chaim, that what happened is, again, the Chaim says it this way, that's what it was. It says, um, when, when Rebchia bar, bar Abba passed away, when Shmuel Bar Rab provided that Suda Hamra, um, Bar Yitzhak, so Bar Yitzhak says, uh, it says, He gave them both basar and uh, basar and yain, from meat and wine. Kadamach Rab Shmuel Bar Rab Yitzchak, when Rab Shmuel did from Yitzchak, Kabir Rab Zia Biloi, Biichlonim provided them food. What did he give them? Tlufchim. What's Tlufchim? Tlufchim is Adashim, okay? which is lentils. Why? It says, Meimar Kamadahai. So, therefore, so the question is, why did he even give them that? Uh, the, the point before you explain it, let's finish the sentence. In other words, what you give for Surah Tahavara, Havra, it really depends on what the Minhagamak was. It doesn't have to be Basar and Yai, it can even be this Adashim. Now, why was it Adashim? Let us read Reb Chaim. It says, The Minhag was the whole Adashim. That's food we know of that are for Abedin. Why mitneshum agulim? Because it's circular. But lomash avelut galgal choser balam. But unfortunately, avelut is something that goes around. So unfortunately, uh, everyone uh, uh, endures it. The odd maadashim ein lahem peh. That just as the maadashim don't have an opening, avel ein lo peh. The avel doesn't have mouth because it's asula. Asula the bear doesn't speak initially. This says asula the bear. Okay. Let's continue. Reb Zira midah. When Reb Zira died, he Prior to his death, he was packed, he, he gave instruction. Umar says, which means he says, don't makadal, don't eat on that first day. However, the second day you can. Now, why did he give those instructions? I read your He says, 
don't eat on that first day. Because he didn't want, because they're not allowed to eat from their own food. They were meant to be given food, given provided food. But he said not to eat. However, However, the next day, you're allowed to eat from your own food. That's the way Reb Chaim explains it. Um, yeah, this is what I want to say. What's here, um, in the, in the Rosh Surilio, look at he says, Shaminan He quotes the Rambani here. We learn from the Tzavazira, Shi'im Matsu Avelim Shalola Kebel Havra. That if the Avelim say, Look, I don't, I'm not hungry today, I don't want to eat the Surat Havra, Tarishona, Shalola Holoto Hayom, um, they seem to want to eat the whole day, Harashut, they are done, they are able to do so. Now, there's a mashmid with the Nitzava that the Surat Havra is not necessarily a chiyuv to have. It's a, it's, and then if Abel doesn't want to have it, it doesn't have it. Okay. Rabbi Yitzhak Barei the Rebbe, have it. That's it. Got to Chav Gimel. I got excited. I'm about to go to today's daf. All right. With that, we get to the end of the daf. Tomorrow's daf is Chav Gimel, Hashem. Or not tomorrow, Sunday's Mitz Hashem. We'll pick it up. All right. Have a good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Thank you.